We're going to be in 2 Samuel chapter 5. 2 Samuel chapter 5. We got uh, the first five books of the Bible, often referred to the books of Moses, right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And you got Joshua, who took over after Moses, who led the children of Israel into the promised land, which is not anything else other than Israel. Amen? That's the promised land. It's not America. It's not anything spooky. It's Israel. Um, and you got Judges, all right? Then you got Ruth. And you got First and Second Samuel. So Second Samuel, chapter 5. And let's look in verse 17. The Bible says, and we're, we're here we have uh, David. Or Second Samuel chapter 5, verse 17. But when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines came up to seek David. David heard of it and went down to the hold. The Philistines also came and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up to the Philistines? Wilt thou deliver them into mine hand? And the Lord said unto David, Go up. For I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. And David came to bel Perizim, and David smote them there and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as a breach of waters. Therefore he called the name of that place bel Perizim. And there they left their images, and David and his men burned them. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up. Fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. Let's pray. Lord, I pray that you'd please help us, O Lord. Thank you for your word. There's nothing greater on this earth, Lord, than your word. Help your people to understand that. The Lord is so powerful. And uh, what we forfeit, Lord, to go after something that's worthless. We all have access to your word. We all can pray. Help us, Lord, as your people. Think about what's important and to get it done. Give us grace, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. We got David. David, uh, I want to point out a couple things tonight. Uh, First of all, we see David inquiring of the Lord. David's praying and asking God for his will. Have you ever asked the Lord for his will? Now, it's important to ask the Lord according to God's will, what his will is. Not trying to force God's will and to make it your will. Right? Uh, Lord, I need your will concerning something I know it's not your will. But let me know your will and what I should do. All right? Uh, You already know what it is. Don't do it. Right? Don't uh, seeking God about what his will is, is according to God's will. Jesus said, if you ask anything of of the father according to his will, he'll do it. Now, finding out God's will for your life is based on a heart that's sensitive and wanting to know the Lord, wanting to serve the Lord and putting him first and foremost, because you're not going to uh, ask God 
concerning his will that's going to take you from his will. Right? You're not going to chase after something else when it's going to take you away from God. Okay? So your first and foremost priority is to have a heart that's set for God and, and to seek his will, and then he'll show you his will. God's will is not always clear. It's not always going to be clear as day as this, and it may not always be the same. You have a general will, which you know, do what's right, read your Bible, pray, go to church, amen? That's God's general will. Then you got a specific will that the Lord will outlay in your life. And sometimes it's not going to be the same. Sometimes uh, he may not make it that clear to you. But here, thank God, he does sometimes make it clear, amen? He'll answer your prayer right away. But the Lord always answers prayer, but sometimes we don't want to hear what God has to say. And God may have already answered us numerous times, but we just don't want to accept his will or accept his answer. So we'll keep on pretending to be spiritual, right? I'm going to keep on praying about it. You've gotten the answer already, but I didn't want to hear it. I'll just keep on praying about it until the Lord tells me what I want to hear. And that's common amongst us. David asked the Lord, God told him what? God said, go up. David inquired of the Lord, verse 19, saying, shall I go up? And the Lord said unto David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into thine hand. That is the most important um, reason why we need to know God's will. Knowing that everything's going to work out all right. You know, this was a battle. It didn't mean David got to sit at home and do nothing and all the enemies were just going to drop dead. David was inquiring of the Lord, Lord, should I risk my own life to go out and fight this enemy? Should my guys go with me? Should I lead my guys to go out and fight this enemy? And they risk their lives also. I mean, it's a brutal battle with swords and blood and guts and, and, you know, the whole nine yards, stuff we like watching on TV and all that. Um, But this was reality. Lord, should we do this? God said, go ahead. And God's will requires of us our lives. It does. We, We need to first and foremost give God our life, give God our heart. We're not going to go know Lord's will until God has our heart. God said, go up. It still takes sacrifice. It still takes effort. God's will does not free you from the cares of this life. God's will does not free you from the hardships of life. They that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution, right? And suffering is just plain old suffering. But there's no better life to live than a life lived in God's will. Let's look in verse 20. And David came to Belpezium, and David smote them there and said, The Lord hath broken forth upon mine enemies before me as the breach of waters. After the fact, when David went, he seen God's hand with him. He knew it was God's will. He, it all worked out. It all fell into place. I'm sure there was cuts, and uh, I don't know if some of his men died or, or what all happened, but they did fight. But David won the battle. 
And in the end, as God promises, all things work together for, for good who, to them who love God and to them who are the called according to his purpose. Let's look in verse 22. And the Philistines came up yet again and spread themselves in the valley of Rephaim. And when David inquired of the Lord, he said, Thou shalt not go up. A little different this time. Same scenario, but this time God's will was not the same. So you got your general will that's always going to be the same. You always do what's right. You always need to follow the Lord. You need to get in your Bibles. You need to pray. You need to get in church. You need to walk with the Lord. When you, you fall, you get back up. Amen. That's always God's will. But in life, God's an act of God. In life, there's always a new enemy that's coming your way. And for you to assume that you're just going to go out like before. You remember when Samson, he got up out of that bed. Delilah had already cut her, his hair off or had his hair cut off. I don't know how the, all that played out. There was men hiding in Delilah's closet. And uh, you read that story, it's, it's something else. Crazy. And it reminds me of myself when I get into sin, how crazy things get too, amen? Uh, a life in sin just is, equals craziness and disaster. But the Bible says Samuel went up, or Samson went up bef- as, as before, thinking he was going to kill the men, but his strength was departed. And the Bible says they tied him up and plucked out his eyes and, and got him. And we think that we can always go out as we did before. But without the Lord, we're nothing. Without the Lord, you face that next enemy. You might not be able to stand as you did before. This time, the Lord said, thou shalt not go up. Thank God David was leader enough to seek the Lord He could have had the arrogancy and said, you know, God's with me. I'm just going to go ahead and do this. But no, he made sure God was with him. The most important thing we can do tonight is make sure God is with us. And it's not a one-time thing. It's an everyday thing. That's an every uh, hour thing. That's an every minute thing. We need to make sure God is with us in all that we do. You think he would, just because he was with you yesterday, you got to make sure you're in God's will today. The Lord told David, no, don't go up this time. But check this out. He said, but fetch a compass behind them and come upon them over against the mulberry trees. This time the enemy was going to be a little more sneaky. And God says, I want you to go around them this time. Go from behind against the mulberry trees. You're going to see a, a, a beautiful garden of mulberry trees there. They're going to be hiding over there, and I want you to circle around them. You're going to go to the mulberry trees. Verse 24, and let it be when thou hearest the sound of going in the tops of the mulberry trees, that then thou shalt bestir thyself, for then shall the Lord go out before thee to smite the host of the Philistines. And David did so as the Lord had commanded him, and smote the Philistines from Geba until thou come to Gezer. God said, go behind the mulberry trees. You're going to be behind them, behind the enemy. And when you hear 
someone going on the tops of the mulberry trees. You know who that was? That was God walking on the tops of the mulberry trees in front of his people to subdue the enemy. Oftentimes we have our own plans. But we got to remember that God has his own plans. This time, God didn't want to go and fight this enemy like he did before. If you read back on his first battle with David, David said that God made a breach before me against mine enemies. David knew God had conquered the enemies for him. This time, God didn't want to do it like that. God wanted to do something different. God is God. He's alive, amen? Just because we're flesh and, and we're alive on this earth doesn't mean God's not alive. God's not just some uh, uh, sitting uh, figure of, of an imagination or just some being. He's God Almighty. And you can see his character in creation far more and above beyond any character we have. His, everything he does is beautiful, magnificent. And God is God. And in this specific time, he wanted to take a different approach. Imagine if David and God started bumping heads. David said, no, Lord, I, I, I want to do it the same way because that way works. I know that way works. God says, no, David, that's not my will. God wants to go around them this time. He, God wants to uh, put his, set his feet on top of the mulberry trees and walk on those little mulberries. Amen? So he can conquer that enemy. And he told David, David, when you, see, when you see me walking on those mulberry trees, that's when you know, stir up thyself. Get that feeling in your chest because it's time to start moving. When you see me move first. God's will for your life is the most important thing to know. Make sure you're living by God's will today. I want to give you two things about a leader. God is our leader. Two things. A leader leads who he is leading. That may sound simple, amen? But a leader leads who he is leading. I think of a teacher. We have some good teachers in our, in our church. What good is it if a teacher just uh, expresses all their knowledge and the class doesn't learn anything? Be a terrible teacher. It doesn't matter how smart they are. But the purpose of a teacher is to teach the students they have. For, to the best of their ability, a good teacher will be able to implement the knowledge they are trying to teach within that student so that the student can understand it and walk out that classroom with an understanding of what was taught that day. If every student in the class gets an F on a test, it's not the student's fault. That's the teacher, right? There's something going on. The teacher has to take a different approach. A leader, a leader leads who he is leading. That means God, as he leads you, understands you. 
He's not just uh, walking across those mulberry trees, leaving you behind. No. He's not just praying you through life, having you go to church and having you read your Bible and having you pray and having you do all those things for nothing. No. God understands you. He leads who he is leading. He understands. He has a knowledge of who you are. He has a knowledge of your weaknesses. He has a knowledge of your downfalls. He has the ability to get through to you. You have the other alternative. If a student doesn't want to be taught, then what can the teacher do? They can't really do anything. You have to be teachable. And for us, we need to be led. We need to be humble enough to allow God to lead us. David was a strong king. Amen. And in his youth, at this time, a new king, he, can be, he could have been as prideful uh, to not have inquired of the Lord but he didn't do that. For the sake of his own men, King David made sure that in the end, everything was going to work out. You know, as a parent, that's the best thing we could do for our children is make sure we're leading them in God's will. You can, you can forsake the Lord and try to give your children everything, but you're not guaranteed everything's going to work out then. I promise you that. But if you keep your family in God's will, God can pro- I can promise you that everything will work out because God goes before you. A leader leads who he is leading. He knows you. There's nothing I think about when we fall. Sin creeps in the door of every Christian's life. Amen? Back door, side door. We got a lot of doors. Everybody at home got a lot of doors. You get one door bolted, you got another door that's wide open. And then you got doors you never knew about. And one day you're going to find out you don't even have a roof. And it's going to start raining and pouring in your life. And you're going to think you were okay, but now you don't know what to do. Do you know that a Christian who turns her back on the Lord just straight outright falls into sin, rejects God, puts a stiff arm against the Lord. Do you know God knew you were going to do that, but he still said, yes, I'll save you when you ask him to save you? When you ask him uh, for his salvation, God still saved you knowing you were going to fall. God still saved you and promised he'll never leave you or forsake you. He knew, he knew Peter would turn his back on him. And it wasn't until Peter opened up his mouth and started, uh, Lord, I'm gonna, I'll never do anything to hurt you. I'm going to be with you forever. And Peter just had to tell him. Our Lord had to tell Peter, Peter, tonight you're going to leave me. He might, Lord might have never even told him. But God knows. 
You see, but it's not anything big to the Lord because he already knows. There's nothing that you do that takes God by surprise. It may be a surprise to you. You thought you were high and holy until you fell. But to the Lord, we've all gone out of the way. And he sees us and he knows our every needs. We have an amazing leader who is leading who he leads. He leads each individual person separately according to their needs, according to who they are. Number two, and we'll close. A leader leads to a place he is going himself. You know, when the Lord was walking on those mulberry trees, David was to follow. And all, the, the, uh, all David's men were to follow. But God leads us because he, go, he uh, has went there himself. Amen. God is leading us to himself. As he leads on this pathway to heaven, God is already there, sitting on that throne. There's no place that God leads us that he hasn't gone himself. There's no emptiness. There's no uh, shortcomings that God leads us through that he hasn't gone there himself. As his rod and his staff, they comfort us. As he leads us through that shadow, uh, valley of death, a leader leads us to a place where he has gone himself. That's what a leader is. God is our leader. Christian, let the Lord lead you. Know his will. You may not always understand it, but you know if God goes before you, 100% everything will work out just fine. There is nothing that takes God's surprise. Not cancer, not disease, not bankruptcy, not loss of job, not a wayward child. And we can go on and on and on of all the problems of life. But if God's with you and you're in his will, you know that the enemy will be conquered. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord, for your word and for being with us. It's not us who have conquered the enemies in the past. It was you. And when we do conquer enemies, we exalt ourselves. We think we're something. We think we, we have done some things for you, but you've done it for us. Lord, in the times we do fall, we're so disappointed, Lord, because we know we could have done better. But Lord... It was you all along who's kept us. We've been nothing from the start. And Lord, you are our everything till the end. Keep us in all we do. Help us to know your will. Lord, let us be the Christian you're calling us to be. As you lead us, Lord, guide and direct us. Help us to know your specific will for our lives and situations and matters, Lord, 
that are beyond our understanding. As we look to you, Lord, I pray you guide us. Thank you for the great things you've done for us. Keep us, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you, Christian. Pray for God's will this week and allow God to show you.